0: Ooh,
1: I've got an inchy suitcase. I'd better jump on the boat and rock my feet. That's not. That's not how it goes, Paul. You're such an idiom. I'm a traveling idiom. Pardon my English. Yes, welcome to Monday Morning's Pardon My English, the segment where we get it wrong so you can get it right. Bringing you the latest, the greatest, the best, and the rest of all the expressions you need to know. And today, we're looking at traveling idioms.
0: That's right, because many of us uh, might be going out uh, in the next couple days. Maybe all of us are already out, and we're just stuck here working.
1: Yeah, that's okay. Uh, we can we can go for day trips. Okay. Day trips are fine.
0: They are. They actually know, really you can,
1: are. You, can, uh, you could go to Pusan and back.
0: I just really want to go somewhere. You know, everybody's going somewhere, and I'm just stuck here. i got to go. you um, got itchy feet. I think I do. Scratch them for me.
1: No, I'm not touching your feet. <laughs> okay. I refuse to touch your feet.
0: Well, it's not the literal meaning of itchy feet. Okay, uh, I what guess is it then? in Korean, we kind of say like, kanjiu, kanjiu, you know, mm-hmm. like if we want to do something really bad, like if you want to say something.
1: you got an itch, you got an yeah. urge.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, the need to leave, a feeling of need to travel. Or maybe for a person who has itchy feet is someone who uh, finds it difficult to stay in one place and likes to travel and discover new places.
1: Yeah, you can even have it in your job.
0: I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah,
1: like you, you you, feel like you need a new career. You need yeah. to move on.
0: Some people are really like that. They can't stay in one job or one career for too long. Yeah. Bouncing up.
1: Need a good scratch. Hop what they up. need.
0: Exactly. So, for an example, you can say, hearing the train whistle at night gives me itchy fit. Oh, I really like the train. When I was a kid, yeah. I lived near a, a train track, a railroad okay. area, and... Uh, we couldn't hear it, but we could see it. And that gave me
1: itchy oh. feet. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's, 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 it's very true. The problem is if you have itchy feet, you may end up living out of a suitcase. I'm nothing wrong with that? You, well, uh, I don't know. I'm personally not a big fan of it. This, this can actually be the, the literal, is that you end up with everything that you own in one single suitcase as All you right. travel around. Because if you live out of your suitcase, it means you're traveling a lot, moving from place to place. And therefore, you don't, you don't even unpack just yeah. keep things in the bag. Right. Take it out as necessary. For example, Sarah's job involves so much traveling that she lives out of a suitcase.
0: I hate living out of a suitcase. For my next vacation, I want to go to just one place and stay there the whole time. There actually are a lot of people who like if they have a week. Yeah, they won't. They won't do it in one country.
1: Okay, yeah, or they want city. to skip about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I have a problem is that I don't mind living out of the suitcase. Mm-hmm. I will have the suitcase next to the bed and do it like that. My wife wants to put everything into the drawers. In the hotel? Yeah, and then I never know where anything is. Oh, and I always wow. end up losing at least one pair of socks.
0: That's true. I never use, like, I guess nowadays since I'm packing dresses as a young lady, yes. I'll use the closets and the hangers. Okay. But that's about it. Uh, everything I've, else in my suitcase. In the suitcase. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, look, after you've after you've had your itchy feet, you've lived out of a suitcase, then you may find yourself on the home stretch.
0: Ooh, what does that mean? Home stretch? Yeah, kinda, to be on the way home. Sir, it seems um, a, a bit like a baseball-related type of idiom. Uh, it refers to the last part of the trip or the race, last part of an activity or a process. So to say that you're on the home stretch means that you're kind of approaching the end of something, such as a task. A race or a journey, like in baseball, you know, home plate is the last. Well,
1: exactly. That's the thing. The idea of coming back to where you started, wherever that may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So we use it uh, like if you're on a long journey, you've been you've been traveling. I don't know from the UK, but you you went from London to Paris to Moscow to Hong Kong, and your final your final stretch is Hong Kong to Seoul. You're on the home stretch.
0: Sure. Or if it's like a huge project or something like yeah. that. You've been working on it for months and months and months. You don't need to worry because we're in the home stretch now. We're in the final days.
1: Yeah, or well, if you've really heard enough about Trump and Clinton you know we're entering the home stretch of the 2016 election season yeah
0: which i don't know if it's like a good thing or a bad thing sometimes you kind of wish it was just all done but then you're yeah. scared of the results
1: exactly the home stretch can be fun especially if you jump on the bandwagon
0: okay so this is uh basically something that you would hear a lot maybe in sports or maybe with a uh, um, uh, election uh, uh politics as the elections are coming up well yeah
1: it's all to do with trends mm-hmm. you know it's if you jump on the bandwagon you're joy- joining in uh, something that's already successful or maybe fashionable. So you get uh, musicians will jump on a particular fashion bandwagon or, okay. uh, you know, uh, movie directors will jump on a bandwagon. If everybody's making superhero movies, then they, they all jump on the bandwagon. We
0: used to say, uh, what a bandwagoner. Um it's more of a like for sports or for um I guess politics I guess yeah. when you really don't know about the team let's for example the Lakers Yes. You don't really know about the team, not a big fan and then all of a sudden they go into the playoffs and you're like, uh, yeah. oh, okay, I guess I'll root for them and then they win and then all of a sudden you say, yeah, I'm the biggest fan it's like, no, no, you're not, you're just a bandwagoner
1: Yeah, well it's the same in the UK with Manchester United Okay, when it comes yeah. to football See that? Uh, Yes, it actually though the, the origin of this is really interesting because uh, back 100, 100, 200 years ago in America a bandwagon was actually a group of musicians that would uh, perform on a platform that was on a wagon drawn by a horse mm. uh, so you would find them uh, before the circus Okay, So they would be sort of the first act, and then afterwards the circus parade would come in behind them. So it dates back to around 150 years ago, to 1848, uh, where they talked about the bandwagon there. And, uh, in fact, there was a famous clown who used his circus bandwagon to transport politicians to give their speeches. Oh. So clowns and politicians together? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Seems, seems perfectly possible. So, for example, when organic food became popular, certain stores were quick to jump on the bandwagon and promote it.
0: Are So many people are trying to, or trying the new workout regime uh, that I might as well jump on the bandwagon and start it too.
1: Yeah, but uh, make sure you don't rock the boat.
0: There are rocks on the boat?
1: No, no, when you, uh, when you don't want to cause trouble, if you rock the boat, you're going to cause problems. You're going to, uh, you're going to maybe upset a, a stable situation. You're maybe going to cause trouble for somebody.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think rock the butte is, rock, rock the, the butte, the butte.
1: <laughs> rock the bit. Are you Canadian? It's
0: right. Um, rock the boat is kind of an, an American, uh, saying, I guess
1: it certainly certainly comes from William Jennings Bryan who was a, a, an American statesman lawyer and politician Okay uh, I think in 1914 he was quoted the man who rocks the boat ought to be stoned when he gets back on shore
0: Didn't you say he was an American
1: The man who rocks the boat ought to be stoned when he gets back on shore. That's
0: right. (laughs) That's so
1: wrong. (laughs) So there, he was probably talking about people stirring up trouble, I guess. you know The idea that uh, they should uh, be punished severely if they rock the boat. Uh, So, for example, you have things like, uh, after the recent riots, it was decided not to rock the boat by introducing strict measures.
0: Or he has an easygoing lifestyle of management and won't rock the boat unless absolutely necessary. But... There are a lot of expressions that has to do with boats. Oh, I think. sure,
1: you can miss the boat. Whatever floats your boat. You can be in the same boat. Sure thing. Or you can sail close to the wind.
0: Okay, so this meaning uh, is like if you sail close to the wind, you do something dangerous or act within the limits of what is legal or acceptable. You're taking you know, a risk. Right on the border. So this is a true sailing expression. Actually, sailboats have different characteristics. But all need wind. So some can harvest the wind better than others. So if you sail close to the edge of direction that the wind is coming from you, uh, may well lose the wind altogether. But you may be able to make better progress than a boat that can't sail as well in such a difficult situation. Thus, if you can sail close to the wind, quote unquote, then you can benefit, but you enter a risky area and may lose
1: everything Uh, yes so for example we thought she was sailing a bit close to the wind in her business deals but she claimed everything was legal
0: who knows who really knows
1: nobody knows anything in in any case these are our traveling idioms we hope they're useful on this week where many people will be traveling Mm -hmm. Uh, in any case we're traveling towards part four it's the end of part three we'll leave you with jamiroquai
0: traveling without moving we're not going anywhere no